Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Will, coming back for a new episode of Field No Fridays, powered by Bowtech. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that's relatively controversial in the Whitetail Woods, if, if you would say so, and I think I would say so on this, and that's decoying Whitetail, using decoys when deer hunting. And I think it's a topic that some people aren't comfortable with doing it, some people don't agree with it, and some people use it all the time and are wildly successful. And so we're going to get Mr. C.J. Davis from Montana Decoy Company on here to talk to us about this. He's going to give us some knowledge, how he uses decoys, and he's going to give us some strategy and just some general insight on decoying whitetails because it's something I'm super unfamiliar with. I want to learn more about it because I've seen people use it. I've seen people be successful. So I want to know, and I think you want to know too. And so again, y'all, we just want to thank y'all for tuning in to the podcast. We greatly appreciate the support. If you haven't yet, make sure you download the HuntStand app. Go get you the free version. And if you want to unlock all the tools and features, upgrade to Pro today. But I'm going to quit rambling, and we're going to let our man CJ get to it on Decoy and Whitetails. So we hope you enjoy, y'all. All right, CJ, man, first and foremost, just want to thank you for hopping on the HuntStand podcast with me for this episode of Field Note Fridays. Really appreciate you just taking the time out of your day to talk deer hunting and want to talk to you specifically about how to effectively decoy whitetails and with you being a traditional bow hunter, how you are using decoys to get the close shots that you need. But before we do that, man, I, I really just want to talk to you about, you know, you know, your history, your background. I like to get the 30 foot tree stand view with our guests to kind of let the listeners know who you are. So man, thanks for hopping on and tell us about yourself. I appreciate the invite. I'm tickled to death to be here, and I'm always willing to blow some time to talk about hunting. That is not a big deal ever. Um, <laughs> my story is pretty simple. I started out writing a outdoor column for my local newspaper when I was in college, and that led me to a glorified copywriter job at the NWTF, National Wild Turkey Federation. And I started doing some PR work there, and I went from the NWTF to Mossy Oak for a while. Mm -hmm. um, had a great time there, obviously, and then uh, worked at the QDMA as a little bit for director of marketing. And then what kind of led me down the path I'm on now is I started working for uh, an ad agency uh, based out of Oregon. A guy named Greg Chevalier hired me, and uh, I really learned a lot there. Uh, got involved with a lot of companies in the outdoor space. That was kind of what we specialized in. So I made a lot of contacts, uh, kind of got to see a lot of different businesses 
um, at least from a marketing standpoint and also a sales standpoint a lot. And uh, one of the clients of mine at the time through that agency were, was uh, Montana Decoy. And I, you know, I've heard of them. I've used the stuff. Actually had done some hunts uh, using their stuff when I was at uh, Mossy Oak. And uh, the founder and owner, Jerry McPherson, was looking to sell, um, kind of wanted to step back from the business side of it a little bit. So myself and some partners uh, managed to work out a deal to get it. Uh, Jerry is still a huge part of the company. He does a lot of our prototyping, um, a lot of the order facilitation and stuff like that from uh, getting our products built. Um, definitely a big part of the brand and the company. And I serve as the president of it now. So that's kind of my day-to-day gig. And I love to tell people, and it's true, Jerry went to hunting more and I went to working more. So I'm not sure I made the best decision. <laughs> Man, I bet you wish you were hunting more. All the time. All the time. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. I don't blame you, man. So one of the things I want to talk to you about, you know, you're 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 big trad guy, you know, stick and string. And so your shots are effectively, I mean, a lot you, your shots have to be a lot closer than you know per se your compound and crossbow guy right yeah really i i think of myself as a 20 yard and in guy mm-hmm. and i know there are a lot of uh, folks out there that can shoot a stick bow a whole lot better than i can but through my past experience especially on white tails that here in south carolina where i do a lot of hunting in virginia east coast states they just my experience again just seems they're a lot whippier and they're not they're not standing still for long enough for one of my slow arrows to get there to them at 25 or 30 yards. So it's really a 20 yard and in game for me. Yeah. So I got to ask, you know, I like both. I'm a big bow hunter myself, but, um, why traditional over your compounds? You know, that's a hard one to explain. and, And the best I can come up with is, is, I'll be 50 in a few more weeks. And I think when I grew up shooting a compound, you know, you could still see the arrow in flight and that's just always mesmerized me. And, you know, we can get into it's bad form to watch the arrow and all that, but let's just ignore that for a minute. I just like seeing that puff ball with the feathers twisting going in there. And for me, a traditional bow just appeals to me more purely from shooting standpoint like in the yard walking around shooting at pine cones or whatever it's just something about it that appeals to me more i'm not gonna tell you that you know the challenge of it was what i was looking for or i'd got burned out on compounds or anything like that it's just something about the simple act of shooting that bow mm-hmm. that appeals to me more than shooting a compound i don't think I don't think it's a pedestal that i strive to be on or anything like that i just enjoy shooting it carrying it in the woods I don't know. Hard to explain, I guess. Like Uncle Ted says, you're mesmerized by the mystical flight of the arrow, right? (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Well, man, I mean, with that being said, you know, I think I I really want to pick your brain on how you're decoying whitetails. You know, I really want to dive into what you're doing when you're doing it and how you're getting these deer in close enough to get the shots you need. I mean, especially since you're a trad bow hunter, I mean, we don't have to necessarily frame this to the traditional bow hunter, but just what you're doing to get those deer in close, how you're doing it and when you're doing it. I use decoys throughout the season. Mm -hmm. um, And it's really on a, 
site by site basis of the spot I'm hunting that dictates to me, first off, if I'm going to use one and if I am, how I'm going to use it. And yeah. you know, if I'm hunting a, a pinch point or a saddle or something where, you know, odds are if a deer comes through there, it's going to be within a certain distance of me. I'm probably not going to introduce a decoy in that situation. Just like if a deer's walking straight to you, don't grunt at it because you're just putting something in the situation that can backfire on you. So yeah. if I feel like I know exactly where deer are entering or leaving a food source, a bedding area, or just a travel corridor, then I'm probably not using a decoy. Um, but when I get into those situations, like a large oak flat, when acorns drop in or a big, ag field or something like that i think of it in terms of adjusting that deer's travel pattern i uh and again this is just the way i do it there's a lot of a lot of ways to do it but i like to rely on i guess you'd say some woodsmanship skills that i can kind of decide all right well i'm looking at this area i feel like the majority of the deer are moving through it or using it this way i can't get where I would want to be for the shot. So I've got to move the deer to me. Maybe I don't have the right setup. I don't have the right tree. The wind is going to be sketchy there, or, you know, it's just too, too big of a travel corridor. I can't effectively cover it. So that's when I start thinking. Uh. Let's pique their curiosity to adjust a travel pattern so that they, just kind of range a little closer to me um, instead of walking by at 50 yards, they come over to see what this other deer is doing. Is that deer feeding on something? Is it the rut? Is that deer ready to be bred? You know, I'm just adjusting their travel pattern, which doesn't necessarily jive with what I think a lot of guys do when they first start decoying or trying to decoy whitetails. And the other thing I'll say is out of all the animals that you can try to decoy, I do believe whitetails are the toughest. You know, turkeys, yeah. proven track record, elk and antelope, they just seem more susceptible to them. I don't know if it's season length, uh, you know, it's mostly bow hunting that they're used to in their area. So there's not a lot of gun hunters and they're just not as whippy. I don't really know why that is, but I definitely believe whitetails are the tough ones. So, you know, in an ideal scenario, I have a travel corridor. I may set the decoy up behind me. That buck's coming through. He sees another deer. He just drifts kind of in that zone, you know, he just gets close enough where he can see mm-hmm. is it interesting enough to come closer. Um, you know, and, and guys that pop up a decoy out in the middle of a food plot that's 20 yards in front of their tree stand deer comes over, doesn't recognize that deer. It's maybe going to hang up at 20 yards. So that deer is 40 yards for me. If I did that scenario, he's way too far for me to shoot at. So I'm, I'm just trying to adjust their travel to bring them in my red zone, if you will. Man, what you know, talking about when you're using this, I think one of the biggest common misconceptions that's out there is that people think that you can only use decoys in the rut, right? I mean, it it, it seems like people don't quite understand that you can, like, I, I plan on using uh, decoys whenever I go up to Nebraska this September, early September, chasing after whitetail, and I think people don't understand that you, you can use them outside the rut. Absolutely. Now, you know, the rut is that exciting, magical time that, you know, everything seems to go crazy and you have those ridiculous encounters, but you can definitely use decoys any time of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if you're hunting a big food source, deer always seem to have a certain part of it that they prefer to feed in. You putting a decoy out kind of is like a confidence decoy. It's like a 
it's like a duck decoy spread with non-target animals in it. You can also use them to, you know, op- to cross open spaces without spooking deer. I don't, I don't know exactly where you're hunting in Nebraska, but I go up there to the sand hills a lot. And, you know, we use decoys like the deer bed under those cut banks, you know what I'm talking about? The washes and stuff. And they get yeah. tucked. So you can walk almost on top of them, but you still can't shoot them because they're bedded up under it. Mm-hmm. So we'll use decoys in that situation. One guy's on the stalk and another guy, when you get in position, he will raise that decoy up somewhere that that deer that's bedded can see it. And you get that deer to stand up. Not only does it get the deer to stand up. So you have a shot, but that deer is focused on what it thinks is another deer across the drain or however far away. You're not, you're not in that threat zone where it spooks it. You're just appealing to its curiosity. And I think deer are curious animals. They're definitely, definitely can be whippy about things, but the curiosity is what I'm attempting to appeal to more so than a breeding scenario when it's that early or late season, you know, late season food sources, man, those, those can be some phenomenal hunts in themselves. So you can easily work a decoy as a confidence decoy or just, you know, shot or pull those deer over from one side of a huge ag field to your side of it, trying to get them mm-hmm. in range. Absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've kind of seen that with, uh, I know we're going slightly down a rabbit hole with this one, but I've kind of actually seen that with mule deer. And particularly I went to Arizona last year chasing after uh, some muleys with my bow over the counter tag and Arizona's got some pretty wide open country. And so unless you've got some drainages that you can get down in and get around these deer or you can side hill and come up behind them, it's tough. And uh, this past year I was in a situation where uh, we had some muleys that were in the saddle, really had no way to get to them without getting busted. And I just had a mule deer doe decoy and uh, walked with it right to them. And they saw that and their curiosity piqued them so much that they started coming to me from 300 yards away. <laughs> like my buddy, he was standing, he was back up on, on the hill behind me watching this go down with the, with spotters. He's like, dude, I couldn't believe it. Cause originally his thought was like, man, what are you going to do? Just drop back behind him and come. I said, no, I said, I'm going to put this decoy up. I'm going to go right at him. And it piqued them enough that, Dude, they just came right to me. That is cool. Now, now since you started this rabbit hole, I'm going to ask you, was that that late season in yep. Arizona? A late yeah. season. It was in January. It was during the rut. It was this buck that he was about a 140-ish buck, um, and I had him within 40 yards doing this, but the problem that I ran into is I pretty much backed myself into a corner because – I was in just a little bit too open country that I didn't have enough decoy to cover me up. So I had, he had, I think six does with him and I just had one too many does get to the side of me. They didn't get downwind. My wind was perfect and everything, but they just got too far to the left of me and he was frontal to me at 46 yards and I could not get a shot off without either spooking them or spooking him and eventually the does just got too far around me, spooked him off, carried him off. And, you know, out there you got to be prepared for like a 70, 80 yard shot. And I took a shot at 83 and went right under his belly. It might not have worked out the way you wanted it to, but it puts you in a scenario that is a whole lot better odds than you would have had without trying that. And that's just, you know, a decoy to me, I sell them for a living, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
it's another tool in your toolbox. You don't always use it. It's just like a certain size socket. You just don't always use it, but you've got it if you need it. In certain situations, like what you're talking about, that's a great use of it. You know, if they're cattle in the area, you, you could try like a what we call a stalking shield, that, you know, black Angus that they're used to seeing and they mm-hmm. tend to ignore that. There's just a lot of different ways to approach it other than what I hate to pick on outdoor media, but what you typically see in all the photographs that illustrate the articles of a deer decoy stake down the middle of a lush looking brassicas food plot somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. You, you see that a lot. And so I know we were kind of talking about this before the podcast, but you were talking about a stand up, this uh, stand up that you'll have for your decoys. Tell us about that. Yeah. So that was kind of, um, you know, the scenario that, that really led to that is, you're sitting in your tree stand and there's a buck that you really want to shoot and he's walking by you at 120 yards. Mm-hmm. Well, your bow hunter carries a grunt call. Most bow hunters during certain times of the year are going to have a rattle bag rattle So you grunt at that deer, right? And if all goes well, he turns and runs to you and gives you a 20 yard broadside shot. But sometimes they just look over there. They don't see anything. They keep walking. So you grunt again. He looks at you. He doesn't see anything. Keeps on walking. You know, then you start throwing the kitchen sink, your grunts get louder, you try rattling all these things. And, and the downside to a decoy sometimes is if you got it set up and a deer comes through that you don't want to shoot, it might hang out. It might spook. There's all these bad scenarios. You just want that deer to go on by and wait on the one you do want to shoot. So we were playing with ideas of how could we have the decoy flat and then stand it up when you needed it. So that buck that's walking by out of range, you grunt at him, he looks but doesn't come. The next time you grunt at him, you've got a decoy standing up. He not only hears a grunt he see, or a bleat, whatever call you're using, he also sees a decoy. So it's just some more positive reinforcement of what he's hearing. Now he's seeing to lead him over to you. And it's a, it's a real simple tool. All of our stuff has always been built on packability and mobility because yeah. that's kind of heritage of the brand but that pack up or tip up stand packs up really nice you can carry it in a day pack or whatever and you know a guy could probably rig one on his own if he wanted to but it's it's a metal stand with enough of a footprint that the decoy will stand up on but you just allow that decoy to fall over so it's it's almost face down hidden if you will below your tree stand and when you see a target animal you can use the rope to stand it up so you know, and then you can put it back down if that didn't work out. And it's just a way of presenting that decoy when the time is right and the animal's out there. I like that. I do. Like, I'm already thinking in my head, like, how that could be beneficial in Nebraska, Texas, I mean, Ohio, anywhere you go. And, I mean, hell, I'm even thinking, like, elk in Colorado. Uh, yeah, if you're using it, if you're hunting from a tree stand, it obviously, you know, you could apply it there, but the other thing about that stand and and it's just kind of a side benefit if you're hunting ground that you just can't get our leg poles to go into that thing literally sits on top of the ground so you could set a decoy up on pavement you know if you wanted to set some rocks on the stand itself to help hold it you could do that but you don't have to penetrate the ground at all like you would with regular leg poles or our we also make another one called a quick stand it's really built more for a guy doing what you were doing with that mule deer decoy, you know, being mobile and going after animals instead of trying to convince them to come to you. But it's still the quick stand has to penetrate the ground to hold up. It just allows you to do it with one hand and one foot and keeps the decoy and the leg poles in one package where the tip up stand just sets on top of it. Dang. 
Okay. Okay. Man, I love all this stuff. I mean, decoys. I think I think it's something that uh, it's it's a gr- not necessarily a great area, but it's I think a lot of people hesitate because they're afraid that it's going to scare the deer. And so, I know we're we're getting close and running out of time here. But what's kind of some last uh, tips and advice that you have on utilizing decoys effectively to get them in close? I think there's a lot of a lot of good information out there. And some of that I'll reiterate, you know, trying to keep it scent free. Um, and that's always a struggle for me, the way I hunt, I don't take the necessary steps that I should to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the more scent free you can keep your decoy, the better off you are both from target animals and non-target animals. I think being safe with it should never be overlooked. You just got to think about you know, are you the only guy hunting this property? Are you on public ground? Is it rifle season and you're bow hunting? You know, you got to think through all of that stuff. Hours fold up enough where you transport them. You're generally doing it inside your pack. So you don't really worry about going in and out, but you definitely want to be safe when you're set up. And I think the one thing I keep coming back to is don't expect your decoy to be where you shoot the animal. You've got to think through it just in terms of, of just causing that animal to drift closer. So setting the decoy up behind you, you've always got to play the wind. Even in my mind, no matter how scent free you think you've gotten that decoy, you always have to play the wind. And I expect deer to spook if they get downwind of me. Um, but I still will put the decoy behind me, which may be downwind just because I want those deer to drift closer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. These are, these are all great great ideas man and great things to do i love it and so tell us a little bit about uh where we can find montana decoys tell us about yourself on social media where if people are hearing this they're like man i really need to get a decoy i like this stand idea tell the listeners so the stand the tip-up stand we were talking about it's only available on our website right now montanadecoy.com but it is up and available we have a very good dealer network, a lot of local dealers. Uh, we're in a lot of the big box stores. You can find us there. Um, we sell our stuff direct on Amazon. And um, obviously, you can buy everything we offer on our website and get more information about it. We have a YouTube channel. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are really where we play on the social media side. And we try to do a good job of providing information more so than just trying to get you to buy stuff all the time. So it's information sharing on there, but um, love for your listeners to check us out at the website or on social media, montanadecoy.com, wherever you want to look. Love it, man. Well, CJ, man, I really appreciate you hopping on the podcast with me this morning to talk about whitetail decoys, using them and getting them in range. I appreciate the invite. Thanks a lot for your time. Absolutely. All right, so there you have it. Hopefully, you've got some new knowledge on decoying whitetails, and it's making your brain tick, and how you could potentially use decoys in all your different setups that you got this fall, and maybe get you a big old buck. Bag you a buck, because decoys can be very resourceful, and I'm going to try and use them myself and implement them myself this fall. We'll see what happens. I'll let you know. But again, we just want to thank you for tuning in to the Hunt Stand Podcast, Field Note Fridays, powered by Bowtech, and we'll see you on the next one.
One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.